From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the three things that every fire needs and how you can apply these to the fire in your bedroom. And as we start the show today, I want you to think about this quote from Bruce Lee. He said, love is like a friendship caught on fire. In the beginning, a flame, very pretty, often hot and fierce, but still only light and flickering. As love grows older, our hearts mature and our love becomes as coals, deep burning and unquenchable. We're mm. talking about fire today and, and those three things that you need to have a fire going in your life, but more specifically in your bedroom. And I want to make sure that as we jump in today's show that we share with you this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Seven Days of Sex Challenge. You can find it at sevendaysofsex.com. And I just want to ask you, what if seven days could change your marriage? What if you could make each other a priority for seven days in a row? What would your marriage look like next week, next month, or even next year? The seven days of sex challenge is that guide for you. This is a book that has been helping couples just like you all over the world rediscover not only the physical intimacy in your marriage, but the emotional intimacy as well. So get your copy today at seven days of And this week, we haven't had one of these in a while. This week, we actually have a call in hug. Um, This was left a couple weeks ago. And so I just want to share, Tony's going to pull it up here, but um, there were some significant insights for this listener. 278, uh, the value of the quickie, and uh, definitely part of our normal repertoire. Based on a lot of your encouragement over the last year and a half or so. Uh, Anyways, I also wanted to point out in the episode you guys have mentioned to not wish yourself through the current uh, season of life that you're in. Mm. And uh, that really struck home to me. I, I find mm. myself doing that a lot. I find myself thinking, man, if I can only just get past this time that we're having with the kids, this time that we're having in our marriage, and instead of embracing it and being positive and being optimistic about it, being more pessimistic, I find, my, find myself being eternal pessimist, but uh, I, I really felt that really struck home, struck chord with me. And uh, so thank you. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Mm, that was good. Love it when those insights, you know, where like for that listener, the show was obviously about the quickie and he's like, yeah, you know, that's part of our, that's part of our repertoire, but it wasn't just the fact that the episode was primarily about sex. It was also about the other emotional intimacy that he took out of that. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of, you know, I can't wish myself past the season because you're right here for a purpose, right? This is where you are. All your life has brought you to this point. Get done what you need to get done in this moment. And so mm-hmm. I love that he called in to share that with us. And, you know, as Tony read at the top of the show. Can, can I just say one thing, though, about oh, that yeah, real quick? Me. Go ahead. You know, Lisa and I were in service of about a month or so now. And the speaker there, she said something that just, it just resonated with me. You know, she kept saying that, you know, if you don't do what you have to do now, you'll never get to there. So if you're always looking at there, when I get there, everything's going to be better. When I get there, my life's going to be different. When I get there, my marriage is going to be fantastic. 
And yet, if I don't do anything now, I'm never going to get there. I'm going to just keep wishing for there. So we got to be in the now. And honestly, for myself, that was one of the hugest takeaways I've taken this summer from our speaking series there at church. And it just, I, I remind myself like, oh yeah, when we're doing this and we're doing that. No, right now I got to be doing what needs to happen so we can impact more marriages later. But if I don't do it now, I'm not going to be able to reach millions later. And that speaker's name, guys, her name is Christine Kane. If you ever get an opportunity to hear her speak in person, uh, take advantage of it. Or just listen to it. Um, If you go to our our church podcast, C3 Podcast San Diego, I'm sure you can find her in the archives. Yeah, she she spoke during June. So good. Um, But yeah, be in the now. Be in the now. Be in the now. So today's show, we're talking about fire. Mm. And um, I know we have lots of firefighter couples that listen to our show. So a shout out to them because we're talking about one of their favorite topics. But we're talking about the three things that every fire needs. And the reason this comes up is because so often we get emails or voicemails from couples saying that they've lost the spark, right? They've lost the spark in the marriage. They don't have this fire burning in their marriage that it's been forever since they felt anything physically or sexually. Mm-hmm. in their relationship. And, and I was thinking about this earlier this week because I was actually doing an Instagram post on fire and that's where some of this came up. But I was like, okay, well, what do you need to have a fire? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if we're talking about the fact that you don't have this fire, well, what's missing? Right? And every website you go to says a fire needs three things. You need to have oxygen, you need to have fuel, and you need to have heat. Okay. Those are the three things you need to have. Um, if you don't have it, you don't have a fire. Okay. If you can start a fire with those three things, and if one of them goes away, boom, your fire goes away. And so I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, well, what are those three things in marriage? Okay, and let's say those again. They're, the three are oxygen, fuel, and heat. Absolutely. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, we talk about having fire in marriage. How, how can we relate this, right? Because it's summertime. You know, if you guys are listening to the show when it first comes out, it's summer of 2015. You know, you've got beach bonfires, you've got sitting around the fire pit, you've got all these different th- fire. You know, maybe it's even cold enough where you are that you're sitting around a fireplace. And we're about to go on vacation, and I'm sure there are going to be some outdoor fire pits that we're going to make sure to take advantage of. Right. And so, so the first thing, oxygen. How does this relate to marriage? Oxygen is kind of one of those things that, like, you can't touch or feel, right? It's sort of like it's. I mean you know when it's not there. Well, if you didn't have it, you'd die. Right. But you don't necessarily walk around all the time going, I feel the oxygen. I see the oxygen. You know, that right. type of thing. And, and so it's like, what is that in marriage? And that's really the time that the two of you give each other. Right? It's not this concrete, like, you know, I'm going to hand Tony a gift and, you know, there's a box. You know, like if I hand Tony a new bicycle, he gets the idea. It's a new bike. He can ride it. <laughs> not yet, honey. Uh, we're not there yet. We're here. No right. new bike. Uh, but you know, it's tangible, right? When I give Tony my time, it's, it's a much different thing. It's sitting down with him on the couch. It's going for a walk around the neighborhood. It's being intentional about the 24 hours that I have and making sure that he is penciled in somewhere on those 24 hours, Mm -hmm. right? So oxygen, your time, it's kind of this like, you know, sort of esoteric concept there. And you can do this in so many different ways. You know, I just threw out a a couple, but like I talked to a guy this week and I asked him, I said, you know, no spark in their marriage. And so I said, well, when was the last time the two of you went on a date? And and there was no sound on the phone. I thought I'd actually lost the call. And I looked down, I'm like, hello. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking. And I said, if you have to think that hard, 
there's a reason that the spark is out of your marriage. You're not spending time together, right? You have no oxygen feeding into that fire. Right. The second component is your fuel, right? What's that, what's that, you know, be it Tinder, be it, or not Tinder, kindling. I'm like, what's that thing? Kindling, right? You've got to have something there that's going to burn, right? That's going to produce this fire. And that's your emotional intimacy, guys, right? Right. You want a fire going on your marriage. You, You need to put the fuel in and the fuel is your emotional intimacy. It is the conversations that you have with one another. It's the conversations about the easy things. It's the conversations about the hard things. It's the conversations about your finances, about your faith, about your fears, about your kids, about your in-laws, about, you know, what you're planning for, you know, where you're going on your next vacation. You can tell we kind of got vacation on the mind here. And I want to bring up an instance right now in our marriage, you know, fuel, mm-hmm. you know, that emotional talking about the hard things, the, the easy things. This morning, Lisa and I were taking a shower and I, I brought up the point that in this, you know, uh, you got to understand, at least and I have a very high level of emotional intimacy. We can say stuff that you may not be at that point yet in your marriage. Doesn't mean you can't begin that walk. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to start bringing things up. And because at least and I talk so much and we've worked on it in the past, we can get to this point. So we're taking a shower and I, and I told her, I said, I feel like, in our marriage, and, and recently, and, and this is typical of Elisa, though, too. She's not a touchy-feely person. You know, she can. We can cuddle naked and all that good jazz. And yet, throughout the day, you know, I don't get those touches. And I love those touches because I, I want to grab her. I just want to hold her and squeeze her and, you know. Call me George. And call you George. <laughs> She's just, I just love that time with her. Um, skin to skin, touching her leg when we're driving. She doesn't do that that much. So, you know fuel your emotional intimacy in the shower this morning here we are talking and i'm going you you need to touch me like i, I want that touch and so she's like no 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 i touch you i might she, you know like when we're when we're walking by each other in the in the kitchen i'm like honey we're we're we're, we're walking by each other and we're touching each other it's not like an intentional touch it's you know we're walking by each other mm-hmm. and so that is an example of something that I don't know if it was an easy thing to bring up or a hard thing. It might be more in the middle, you know, because, you know, I, I'm having to share that, hey, I don't feel that connection with you. And I have to use my words to allow her to understand that. And on my side, I honestly, I was not aware. And yet, because Tony brought it up, it's allowing, even in the short time, you know, between when he brought it up and where we are reporting recording this podcast today just for me to be aware of it and and sometimes guys are you part of your emotional intimacy and i say guys generic gals and guys all of you when your spouse makes you aware of something put it on your radar screen right this this becomes that oxygen piece because it's that intentionality now you you're like oh wait a minute that was something we discussed let me see how it works if i'm intentional about this so you know, us discussing it doesn't mean it just drops and it's done and we don't take action with mm-hmm. it. It's, hey, what does that look like? Again, it's constantly moving. It's evolving. It's it's alive. Your marriage is alive. 
get that in your mind. It 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 moves and it grows and it. You know what I mean? For some, I'm, I'm just gonna get on my high horse real, real quick. But people think they get to the wedding day and the work is done. Like we've done all this. We got to the wedding day. Woo! We're done. That's the starting line, folks. And, and so this thing of marriage is, is constantly evolving with each other and learning and growing. And so something of this nature is, okay, what does it look like two weeks from now? Does it just go by the wayside? And if so, then do we have that discussion again? Do, you know, are we adding fuel again to -hmm. that fire? Are we going to, we're going to talk about it again. And you know, this is a two-sided street guys, because things come up in the emotional intimacy back and forth. You know, there are times when I'm calling Tony to task on, you know, something that's happened with him, right? And, and what happens is over time, when you, when you keep adding this fuel to your marriage, right? When you keep bringing this emotional intimacy piece, then you get to have those hard conversations and it's not the beginning of World War Three or World War 23. Right. It's, you know, we had another incident earlier this week where, you know, something happened between Tony and I over a discussion and there was a miscommunication and, and we were able to smile and laugh about it before we went to bed. And the next morning I wake up and I said, you know, very calmly, actually I was touching him when I said it. So, you know, yay for Lisa touching Tony. And, and I just, I, you know, I held his shoulders and I looked at his eyes and I said, I just want to explain a little bit more in detail the impact that that had on us as a family. Not mm-hmm. just me, but the kids as well. And he took it very well. It wasn't this like, oh, I can't believe you would say that to me or, you know, this type of thing. It was, okay, like I I am understanding, not, I'm not just hearing you, but I'm understanding. And so when you work on the emotional intimacy component of your fire, when you keep adding that fuel to your fire, it becomes such a, str- you know, because you got to have fuel. I mean, think, we live in California, so wildfires are a big deal where mm-hmm. we live. And because we live in a state that is, almost consistently under a drought emergency or state of drought. We have a lot of fuel sitting on our hillsides and everything like that. You have to keep putting fuel if you're going to want the fire to grow. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So the last one is your heat, right? So we've talked about oxygen, which is your time and your intentionality. We've talked about your fuel, which is your emotional intimacy. The last thing you need to get the spark going, get that fire raging is you need your physical intimacy. Like, Guys, you have to touch each other, right? And, you know, I know this is kind of an ironic thing to be hearing from Tony Lisa right after Tony's like, yeah, so I told Lisa she wasn't touching me. The reality is, is that knowing that, even in my case, now I can ratchet up the spark, I can ratchet up the fire in my own marriage by going, you know what? He just wants to be touched more. And I'm not just talking about the sexual touches. Right. Can we be really clear here? It's the... You know, Tony, like he said, when we're in the car, there's almost always a right, left hand on the steering wheel for him and right hand on my left thigh. That, that's just the way Tony drives the car almost all the time. And our oldest always going 10 and 2, Dad, 10 and 2. Well, he's getting close to driving, so I'm glad that he's thinking <laughs> 10 and 2. And, and for all of you car. that are, you know, um, law enforcement, things like that, he, he does know 10 and 2. He just likes one hand on his wife's leg. It's all good. You know, the other thing, it's, it's those caresses on the arm. It's, you know, we should put up, you know what we should do? Hmm. Can we put a, a link to that video that we saw with the eyeball thing? Oh, that was a very good video. Can we do that? Yeah, I'll put it. Okay, let put it so l- let me here. let me tell you guys something about this video that Tony's going to put a link to because I, I literally, I didn't put it in the show notes. It was something okay. that just like flew on my head. Um, there was a video where it was four or five different couples who 
were in various states of this was their first date to they'd been married like 50 years. Mm -hmm. And they sat looking across each other, not talking for four minutes. Do that. Do that. I mean, it's not actually, and they were like, a lot of them had their knees touching the people that had been together. Right. But I think the, the premise of that video, if I remember correctly, was it wasn't that you couldn't touch. It was just you can't look, talk. look into each other's eyes and don't talk for four minutes. I'll be the first to admit it. I was crying by the end of the video because it was amazing emotional inti- emotional intimacy and the physical intimacy because it was this it was this sense of touch just by staring into each other's eyes because there's a lot of touch that goes on when you're like you know eyeball to eyeball and you know through that it's the it's the hand holding it's the hugs it's the and for you up. guys and, and I'm gonna just say this for those of you who have younger children and we've been there in the past it's mom. Kid, 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 dad. And so you guys are sort of like corralling them. You know, you're on one, bookends. you know, bookends of these guys. You know, figure out if you can, if, if your kids are old enough, can you get mom and dad and then youngest closest to mom or dad and oldest on the outside? Can you do that? You know, make it so that your kids see what you are doing. Make it so your kids see they have a model of what marriage looks like. Don't allow, don't allow the excuse. Don't allow this, this talk in your head go, oh, I need to protect my kids. I need to protect my kids. I need, and, and on the end of that is your husband or your wife. You need to protect your marriage. Mm -hmm. And through that, they're going to see you modeling a beautiful marriage. And I will tell you from time to time, check in with your kids. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, so Tony has this conversation with me this morning about the fact that there's, you know, not as much fuel, um, actually not as much heat, not as much physical touch in the marriage. And so we're out driving with the kids and I say, you know, I turn around the back, look at the back seat and I say, so guys, do you think mom and dad touch a lot? And they're both like, oh, yeah, yeah. they're middle school and elementary school. So they're like, yes, too much, you know, eye rolling and big size and that type of thing. And then I say, okay, well, do you think... Who do you think touches more? Do you think dad touches mom more? Or do you think mom touches dad more? And they're both like, you know, it's this whole, I can't believe you're even asking this face. Like, duh, dad touches you way more, mom. And I, I honestly just wasn't aware. Right. And so it was great having, not only having Tony, I mean, I believe Tony when he said it, but it was like, okay, what's the perception that we have even in our own family? And so for your kids to come and be, um, truth because kids will not lie to you no they don't they don't do that i mean about some things yes but not about anything else they're like no it's definitely dad so take that take what your kids tell you take what you see when you know you guys all go out to eat and you're always sitting by a kid and not by your spouse for a while now we've been like forcing the kids to sit on one side of the table when we you know sit around and tony and i sit next to each other right because it's us this is Mm. our relationship and so you've got to you've got to be working constantly on having these three components of the fire because when you can get the time together and one way to do this for your bedroom guys that is all about scheduling sex Mm -hmm. episode 140 you want to be intentional about your time and your relationship put it on the calendar right add the oxygen to your fire right and then you want to bring in that second component you want to add more fuel right so you're not just talking about the milk or about the kids. I will tell you, talking about the kids all the time, it's a big it's a big mood killer for intimacy. 
You know, and if you're worried that the kids can hear you or all those kinds of things, pick up the ecotones. If you're brand new, do we have the... I'll put that in there. He'll put that in there. He is so awesome to me. Um, I just rattle these things off while we're talking. He's like, yep, got to add that in. She didn't put that in the show notes. Get the ecotones. Drown out the kids. Drown out yourselves, whatever it is. Don't let, don't let the physical side, don't let the heat smolder. Don't let the physical intimacy smolder because you're too busy making excuses on why the two of you can't be physical with each other. Right. And just as a heads up, the Ecotone sleep and sound machine is exactly that. It's a sleep and sound machine. Uh, we've been using it for a long time. We have an article on it and it's just wonderful um, for both, you know, just allowing us even at night when we're not having sex, you know what I mean? It just, it allows us just to put that thing on and just conk out. So we usually have it set for about an hour, hour and a half once we once we go to bed and it mm-hmm. just it just plays. I think we use like the creek sound or the waterfall sound. I forget now, yeah, but there's birds or something. Sure, yeah, it, it, it's a good one, but that's what that is. But, you know, so often when couples have written in and said, you know, the spark's missing, spark's gone, low fire, no fire. We haven't touched each other in years. When you start digging into this and, and this week, guys, this is what I want you to do. I want you to start looking at your own marriage. I mean, some of you throughout this show already, when I talked about oxygen or you know, when we're talking about heat or fuel are like, ooh, that might be us. Well, you need to think this week and you need to do more than think. You need to take action in your marriage, right? If it's oxygen, like I said, get it on the calendar, schedule it. If it is your fuel source, if your emotional intimacy is running on empty, then this is the week that you're going to have some better conversations. And will it feel awkward? Yes. Let's just get that big elephant out of the way. Don't let that be your excuse. Yeah. And we have a great resource for that. It's called Connect Like You Did When You First Met, 101 Proven Questions for Couples. And no kidding, we also add another 50 bonus questions. So there's 151 questions. Plus all these other bonuses when you pick it up, you can go to connect like you did.com. And no kidding, start going through this. It, it's it's a digital download. You can get it instantly. If you want a book format, go on over to Amazon.com, pick it up. You know, you can get the book there. It's just gonna be shipped to you. But this allows for those questions. Like, what do we ask each other? Mm-hmm. Because Believe me, Elisa and I have been there before. We we get there now sometimes. What do we what do we ask each other? What do we talk about? What what do we where do we want to understand each other better? And and we've said this before and that we've been married 18 years. So we've changed. You know, and and what we used to like when we were 22 and 23 is much different at 41 and 42. So something like that might be what you're looking for if you're not sure what to ask. And we actually had one husband write in. Some of you have heard me mention this before, but uh, one husband who wrote in after downloading the book, right? He, mm-hmm. he heard us talk about it, downloads it, uh, brings it up to his wife that night. You know, we say in the book and, and on the show too, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, one question, yeah. 10 or 15 minutes, nothing crazy, less than, you know, a 30 minute show. Um, get it in. He said, we talked for probably 45 minutes. He goes, we went on to have the best sex that we'd had in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and then we wanted to talk more. Mm-hmm. So now, so if you put those all together, you know, oxygen, time and intentional. Uh-huh. They did it. Fuel, got the emotional intimacy going again in their marriage. And 
where's the last heat. one here? Heat. You know, boom, all of a sudden, this is the touching, the, the physical and sexual touches. Mm-hmm. So, boom. So, you know, those are the kinds of resources that you need to bring into your marriage, right? Because it's, it is that time. It is that emotional intimacy. And then, you know, like I said a, a little while ago, you have got to touch each other. Right, you've heard it said numerous times on this show. You know, it's one of those facts that's just out there. The skin is your largest organ. Mm-hmm. Right, we were designed for touch, and some of you may think, like me, up until a few hours ago, that you were touching your spouse. Right, like I, I'm good. Like I touch you. You know, we we sleep naked, and you know, like I kiss you in the morning before you go to work, and come out and greet you. Then you, know, you may think you're doing all that, and you are. I'm, I'm not saying that you're not doing that but it may not be what your spouse needs, right? Tony was very specific, and this is you know, one of the, the blessings of just who Tony is. When he said he needed more touch, he was very specific in what that was. And no, it wasn't all sexual touch. No. In fact, it wasn't any sexual touch. And it's important in your marriage for this heat part, this heat component, that you have both sexual and non-sexual touch. And that the two of you understand what that looks like for both of you for both of you right sit down and have a conversation go for a walk and have a conversation you know when we say the words non-sexual touch what is that mm-hmm. and, and this goes both ways folks um you know women can be you know your wife may be the more highly um physical touch person or mm-hmm. it could be the husband it goes both ways but you need to know that and understand that because if you know, your wife, I'm talking to the guys here, if your wife, you know, staying at home with the kids all day, you're rolling out, you're working, you know, you come home, you, you take off early in the morning, you come back, she, she's getting touched, yeah, but it's from kids and that's, that, that can be completely, that's a completely different touch. And then you come home and you're like, plop down, I understand you got your day, you've had your day. And if you're not spending that time with her, giving her that emotional needs, those physical touches that she has been yearning for, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't figure that out now, we'll be getting an email when all of a sudden you find out that there's an emotional affair going on. Maybe there's a physical affair going on. So we don't say this stuff and bring this up just to sort of go, oh, hey, this is something fun for you to do now. No. Because there are repercussions when we don't do things now too. Right. There's a lot of good things that can happen. And yet, if you're just listening and you're just going, oh, that would be really good, but I don't know if I'm going to bring this up to my spouse because of this and this and this, you got this negative chatter going on in your mind, it's time to stop that and make the decision that you're going to do something different now because we don't want to get that email. No, and almost everybody that either writes in or does a consultation call with me or does a a strategy session with me, when I ask, how long has this been going on? I never get the response, oh, it just happened for the first time yesterday. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, that never happens. You never reach out for help when it's just gone bad. You reach out for help when it's been bad for a long time. Right. So if you're, if you're listening to the show today and you're thinking we're missing oxygen or we're missing fuel or we're missing heat in our bedroom and out of our bedroom, because let's face it, if fires burn throughout the marriage, mm-hmm. then you need to take action today. Schedule a time, get connect like you did, start touching your spouse, do something. Don't let another week go by until the next episode of One Extraordinary Marriage and you're like, 
Okay, well, that was a really good show last week. I wonder what they're going to talk about next week. Don't, don't do that. Right. Take action. You're listening to a show on marriages for a reason, right? Because you want to see something different or you want to get a tip or a nugget or whatever you want to call it. The, the nuggets are only as good as being put into practice. Guys, we want you to have fires raging in your bedrooms. We want the spark to not just be alive, but we want it to be like a roaring flame. Mm-hmm. The only way that's, <laughs> that's going to happen, though, is if you work on these three components. Right? It matters. Guys, this is a good kind of fire. So to all my firefighters out there and, and firefighter wives and spouses, this is the good kind of fire. Right. You know, have a fire burning for your spouse. Have it be like like Bruce Lee said in that quote at the beginning of the show, you know, those coals that are un, unquenchable because the fire is just so solid. They're burning so strongly. That's what we want for you. That's why we get behind these microphones every week. Not because we got nothing better to do with our time, but because we want the fire in our marriage and we want the fire in your marriage. Yeah. And here's a cool thing. You guys rock. The one family rocks because you guys go after it. You guys come back and you're like, bingo, you hit it. Bingo. That's, that's right. That's something I've been missing or that's something I've been doing. And yet you gave me a different way to look at it. Mm -hmm. You gave me a different perspective that now I can go back to my husband. I can go back to my wife. You know, we can tackle this in a different way. So that way we can up the level of our marriage. So you guys are awesome. And I just want to commend you for your devotion to your marriage, to yourself, to grow, to expand. Don't stop. Don't stop. Because it's once you stop, that's where the, the friction comes in. That's where all the, the junk starts coming in. So don't do it. So this week, go out there. Create that fire in your marriage. Go out there. Create it. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs>